This guy will argue anything. I'm the tag team champions. 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 Have an opinion? You seem angry. According to Dangerous Dave, your opinion is wrong. Take it easy, man. You're about to experience spare change on Wrestling Audio. Welcome to WrestlingAudio.com, my name's Dangerous Steve and you're listening to Spare Change. This is going to be a review version of Spare Change, it was originally just going to be me focusing on the Evolution pay-per-view. I um, I missed, I must have missed something about the Crown Jewel one being this week, so I thought I had at least another week uh, to sort of split these apart. So it's going to be a sort of double review of that and also the Crown Jewel uh, pay-per-view. As always, if you want to get in touch with me. Easiest ways on Twitter at DJS316 through the Wrestling Audio website for the Facebook page. Lots of ways to get in touch with me. I want to go through both of these pay-per-views um, individually, obviously. We're making sense the other way. Obviously, there are spoilers going to be on here. So if you haven't watched them, obviously, um, uh, Evolution was last week. Uh, it was only a couple of days ago, or maybe last last, last two days, is Crown Jewel. So, uh, as I say, it really did just snuck on me. I thought that, um, well, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to go through, but thats I'll get to that in a second. But um, I thought there was more time before that one appeared. But that's, that's the way it is. Um, now, the Evolution pay-per-view, I thought was... I, I have to hold my hands up and just you know, call myself out. I mean, I when we we posted something on, uh, as a, obviously, the wrestling order, we, we posted something on about what we think the... Um, the best thing about evolution is going to be. And I kind of commented that I think it was going to be a mess. I thought it was going to, the way that it'd been presented, the way the, the, the card kept changing, the way that a lot of the future, apart from one or two, the matches just felt like they were thrown together. It felt a lot like the ECW December to this member pay-per-view. And if anyone ever remembers that, you know, if you ever want to watch a terrible pay-per-view, so WCW 2000 style pay-per-view. Go watch that pay-per-view. It was, it, apart from the tag match, uh, I think it was Eminem versus the Hardy Boys. It was an awful, awful pay-per-view. This one, I didn't watch the pre-show, just so make make, make you aware. Um, so I do believe, um, from what I'm, I'm reading here, uh, the NXT UK Women's Championship was, uh, was, was uh, defended there. And in, in a way, I kind of wish that they, uh, you know, to, to make that belt mean something because it really doesn't, and I'm, uh, I'll probably have to comment on this at some point. Um, but obviously, being here in the UK, the NXT UK thing should be like I should be like all over that. I'm not, and the reason is is because, well, quite frankly, I didn't even realize it was still a thing. I thought it was, I, I thought this was just sort of a pipe dream. I didn't realize that they'd actually gone ahead and done something. But apparently, um, so Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. It was against Dakota Kai, and you know, say so it's just a shame that it couldn't have been on the main card. But there we go. Next up, we have what really could have been the main event, and in a way, I kind of, on hindsight, I understand why it was Trish Stratus and Lita against Mickey James and Lisa Fox with Alexa Bliss in the corner. And I thought when he started doing this, and it was Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus, it seemed like it was a good idea. You know, Alexa was quite brash, and she's a great heel character. Trish is a great, you know, someone to get behind. So I thought it was going to be a really good sort of um, match. It then became a tag match. It then it became Alexa couldn't do because she was injured. This match was a mess. If if you were to watch this match, stop and say to someone, this is what the women's division is all about. 
you would probably say, yeah, we're looking at 2004, maybe, if we're lucky, 2003. I mean, this, actually, no, not even that. Well, I'd say this is going back into the bad, the bad era of like the 2007-8, the Divas division, when it was Brie Bella and, and you know, Candice Michelle and, and Kelly Kelly and those type of people, and they all appear on this pay-per-view. So, um, but this, this match felt like botch city. I can understand, you know, obviously there's ring rust with, with Trish Stratus and Lita. It it had the right effect, you know, the, the match itself. At the end, I felt quite happy with it. But when I actually looked at it in hindsight, it is just a mess of a match. You could tell they must have put this together in maybe, I don't want to say they may put it together in 10 or 15 minutes, but it felt like they literally put this together in your backstage. Next up, we have the Women's Battle Royal, 20 Women Battle Royal, uh, which was won by Nia Jax. Now, again, this this match felt like they wanted to highlight the women division. They wanted to highlight the past, the present, and the future. But they didn't know how to do it, so they just throw them all into a 20-woman battle royal. There was very little on the on the, the battle royal that actually stood out to me apart from the fact that Nia Jack Asuka who just seemed to disappear um, I thought there was I think that she was my pick as Asuka get her back into that main event spot uh, you know Nia Jax is now you know it'd be Nia Jax I mean the idea of you, you know Asuka I don't even know if Asuka is Smackdown or, or Raw these days I'm, I'm, I forget which one she is but if it had been Asuka who won and it'd be Asuka versus Ronda Rousey that might have been quite an interesting match her versus Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax not, not so much we had the final to the Mae Young Classic which is Tony Storm uh, defeating Shirai I think it was a great match absolutely if you were to tell if you would have shown me this match and said this is the women's division absolutely this um, this match is exactly what the women's division it was it was strong it was fast the move you know, you could tell these were two people who come from the indie scene come through the NXT you know the NXT the the Florida the full sale thing and they really knew how to put on a match and i thought it was really 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 good really i mean, I, I don't know much about these two people um tony storm Seems like she, you know, she should be a good fit for NXT, the women's division, and then obviously up into WWE. We then had the six women tag match, which was Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia against the Riot Squad, which again was a mess. Unfortunately, it really was. I mean, I just do a multiple. It, there's a part of me that, you know, Sasha, I've, I've called Sasha Banks out on this multiple times. She is far too clumsy in the ring for her to still be in the ring. I get it that she's popular and she probably pops a rating or, you know, a attendance or maybe it's merchandise, whatever it is. There's so, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to be a matter of time before herself or someone else is seriously injured because there were a number of times when she did something where, I think she's like this, like leap out, out into the, uh, I think it was out, out, outside and it just looked, it looked bad and it looked like someone was going to get hurt. I thought the match itself was fine in general, 
maybe if it had been an elimination, it would have had a more of a, an impact. Uh, but obviously, we've got the Survivor Series coming up, so maybe they couldn't do that. But I, I just didn't think that it was the for considering you know you had Bailey and uh, and Sasha Banks and that you know you had quite good you know, standard talent who could put on a great match. This wasn't it. Next up, to, you know, to counterman that, we had a amazing match. Probably this is my, it's not my match tonight, the match tonight it comes after, but uh, Shayna Baszler defeating Kyrie Sane uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. My only worry with this is this means Kyrie Sane is being moved up to the main event, which she's not ready for that. And I'm going to say that real quick. She isn't ready for the main event, not with a pirate gimmick. The WWE Universe one will eat. Well, the kids will love it. The guys, everyone else will go, what's this? And throw it out. Uh, it was a great, great match, though. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I find with this, a lot of the singles matches were some of the best matches. Uh, this was really good. My match of the night is the one that came after, obviously, the last one, the standing match. Uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I, you know what? I was really, I was stunned by how great this match was. I thought it was going to be a mess. I thought it was either going to be, it, it, it was just, I thought it was going to be just okay, or it was, it wasn't going to go extreme enough, you know, for WWE PG era. But it did. You know, there was the point where they start throwing take their chairs into the ring, and it, I had that absolute you know, throwback to um, Mick Foley and Terry Funk doing that. Uh, ECW so so long ago uh, the whole point where she was uh, burying her under all this stuff and she still got out I actually thought Charlotte was going to win uh, I was really surprised that they didn't do that uh, but I thought the the ending was amazing I thought there was just I thought I thought Becky Lynch would have been a bit more sneaky with this maybe done like a whole thing where like they, she tied her down like that I've never seen that happen or you know, I, I thought as I say with her being held down with like all the chairs and everything I thought that's how she would have done it but I just thought it was really match of the night, absolutely, 100%. And unfortunately, the the, the, the the event had to end with Nikki Bella being beaten by by Ronda Rousey. And for me, it was good that she won. Absolutely, 100%. It was, it was fantastic. I, you know, the idea of Ronda Rousey being defeated by Nikki Bella in her first defeat is despicable. I mean, I I would hate that to have been her, the end to her uh, streak at this point. Uh, didn't enjoy the match to a great extent. And I think one of the main reasons was that he did the typical thing of Ronda Rousey destroys Nikki Bella until Ronda Rousey makes a mistake and, and she gets pushed into the ring post or whatever it was. And and it, just after that, it just felt like they overbooked Nikki Bella. Get, you know, if they'd have done it right, they, they would probably would have had a win straight away. Or, you know, if they were going to um, do the upset. I thought the um, the paper you know, the, the the match itself, all in all, it was great. It was it was okay. It was good. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say okay. It was a good match. It just for me, I've said it repeatedly. I'm going to keep saying it until Ronda Rousey starts having UFC style, Goldberg Ultimate Warrior style, bam bam matches. I'm not going to feel Ronda. I think within a year, Ronda Rousey isn't going to mean anything. I don't think she's that much. She's She's got the character. I mean, she has in a way, but she, I just don't think that she has got the sport entertainment chops to make it in the business. I just don't think she has. I think she's at this point coasting on the fact that she is a UFC Hall of Fame, UFC legend, that she has sold millions pay-per-view-wise. She's, she probably doesn't need the money 
you know, when you think about it, you know, she could probably make this with a cameo in a film, uh, the money she makes from WWE, and probably be a lot easier as well. She's obviously here for a reason. I just hope that someone can develop her a bit more, especially in regards to, to character, as I think there's just something about it that's just, for me, it's not working at the moment. The pay view itself, I thought, was really, really good. Uh, I'm going to say that myself. I'd say I'd give this about a four out of six lightning bolts. Um, I really enjoyed most of the stuff. The last man's, uh, last woman standing match I thought was excellent. My only thing with this pay-per-view is that with society being what it is, this pay-per-view just felt like one too little too late. You know, they should have done this when Trish and Lita were fantastic and all that. You know, They should have done it two years ago when Sasha Banks and Charlotte were main eventing pay-per-views without it being... I mean, the, the pay-per-view itself felt a lot like something that they would probably do once a year. This isn't going to be an ongoing thing. Almost like All In, this isn't going to be something that they do every couple of months. This is probably going to be an annual thing, which is fine in general. But what it does show me glaringly is how much of a minority uh, women are within WWE. You know, the fact that they couldn't find a three-man announce team. They couldn't, they, you know, when the announce team came up and it was Renny Young, I expected a Becky, um, Beth Phoenix, which was fine. And then Michael Cole. And it just made me think, surely there must be some female in this world who can do play-by-play. You know, surely, surely Rennie Young must be able to do it. I mean, I thought Rennie Young with Beth Phoenix doing colour would have been fine. I mean, maybe she isn't. Maybe she, she you know, I, I commented, you know, a couple of couple of shows ago that I don't like her as a commentator, and I think I think she did much better this time. You know, I think when she when she has things to react to, and she hasn't got like a Corey Graves to just sort of batter all down. I think I think she she does really well, and I I, I thought that's what there, there were just little bits with this pay view like having a female referee, and I think it was just so glaringly, it just felt like they were just trying to appease the the people, like we'll let you have your pay per view. That's the kind of thing that it felt like. Is don't worry, you know, as we see now, don't worry. You know, it'll be business as usual when we get to the next pay year. And that's kind of what um, it felt like. It almost felt like Crown Jewel, because they knew that they couldn't have females on Crown Jewel, that they'll give them this pay-per-view uh, just so there's some kind of counter-mark, um, or at least a paycheck or something like that. And it just, for me, it just felt a little a little too on the nose uh, that they could have done it a lot better. I think I, there, were, there were times when, um, when the pay-per-view felt... A little uninclusive in a way. I mean, it was just, you know, I don't know. It's going to sound bad, now, and it's not really, but it's not. It's, but when I see an all male pay per view, I don't really notice. I don't. I mean, it's just it's not not something I. You know, uh, a lot of the times, you know, the the women in itself were used traditionally in the wrestling business, like a Hell in a Cell match or a Last Man Standing match or something like that, or a tag match even tag match before. Before the like nineteen eighties, the tag team wrestling was a, an exhibition. Once you know, one every show, maybe one every couple of shows. You know, a female. You know, that's what they would do. They put on one like a special attraction female match, and by having all the women, all it did was highlight. You you, you do need the variety, and I think that's probably what they need. I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree. If they start saying, well, if there's going to be 10 matches, three, four of them should be women. 
you know, if they if they can build up the roster, get them where they should be. I mean, quite frankly, if they'd have done a pay view with the Becky Lynch match, uh, you know, the Becky Lynch um, uh, Charlotte match and the the Ronda Rousey match, and maybe one of like the NXT match, I'd quite be quite happy with that. You know, add another match in there as well. I mean, I'd rather watch that than than whatever whoever us title well most of the crown jewel i'm going to get to this in a second but i thought the pay-per-view was really good if they do it once a year um i'm not gonna say i'll be fine with that because i don't i don't think that actually makes it prove anything i think it will be interesting to see how people react to this pay-per-view or how people have reacted to it a lot of it's been positive a lot of you've said it's you know, it's a good step forward and maybe they can start doing it you know a couple of times um but whether this leads to an all-women show. To be honest, if anyone's been watching Glow, there's a reason why Glow failed, besides most things. But um, you know, you need the variety. That's that's what I'm going to go with that. Next, I'm going to be talking about Crown Jewel. And um, wow, I, I don't even know. I mean, I, as I say, I thought I had a week to, to, to think about this because I really... I thought this pay-per-view was going to get cancelled. I, I, I honestly think... I mean, I understand if people were contracted to do it and that there was money involved. Maybe if this was money involved. If it was like contract, it was honour, it was... They had to... You know, when you hear stories about John Cena saying that he wasn't going to pay Daniel Bryan, they had to deal with that. I understand it from that point of view. They are big stars who can turn around and say, we're not doing it. A lot of the people... What, if, if you if you don't know the backstory, uh, I'm not really going to go into it. But if you actually read the backstory, this is horrendous. And I think that a lot of the things that is annoying me more is that there's two things that are being brought up. One is security, and two is well, a lot of people are comparing it to when people went to the Berlin Olympics in 1936, and wow. I, I don't even know where to go with that one. The security thing, I, I don't think is really an issue. I think the, the security thing was never an issue. The, the whole point was this, the, the, the guy who was murdered, assassinated. You know, if you actually read the stories of what happened to him, I mean, it's it's horrendous that anyone even considered going to that country. Uh, but the security wasn't an issue. I mean, they more or less were told, you will have armed guard around you. You will have this, you'll have that. Everyone will be searched. Everyone with you, you're going, you're not going to leave Saudi Arabia with a scratch on you, apart from whatever happens in the ring. Um, so I don't think the security was an issue. I think the issue for me, I mean, when people are comparing it to, your Berlin Olympics in 1936. One of the things that I would say is, first up, no one realised how bad Nazi Germany was in 1936. There was inklings. You know, there was you know a lot of the people who commented on what what happened during 1934-36. A lot of the people commented on you know you what Hitler was doing and what then you know I don't want to get into a whole history of it but the very idea of comparing it is non-existent I mean if people had gone to an Olympics in 1942 you know, midway through the war absolutely that would be something I'd be I, I would be boycotting that beyond belief but you know this is like what two weeks after someone has been assassinated you know and not even for, you know, you could say, well, security. He was just a reporter. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, saying the wrong things about the wrong, well, not the wrong people, about just trying to get the truth across. I mean, this is um, this is 
I, I mean, I don't say is this WWE defending what they did. I mean, I just I don't I don't really know, and I don't really I don't want to get into it just in case, <laughs> just in case I get blocked or anything like that. But it's just it really my worry is that WWE. I mean, when you when you've got people like I forget what the guy John Oliver. When you've got, when, I mean, this is the first time in a long time WWE have had this mainstream publicity. And that's not a good thing because I think the last time they had this kind of mainstream publicity was was around Benoit. Uh, so I mean, this isn't this isn't a case of you know all publicity is good publicity. This is you don't want people talking about well, there's this country who are who they, their government is is trying to cover up a murder, but we're going to go and entertain them anyway. This isn't about the last time when. There were there were people were saying, well, you go into this country where you know, there's basically no human rights. Your know, women have only just been able to be able to drive cars and all this type of thing. And you know, there was a lot of you know, women can't wrestle. You know, it's, it's a homophobic uh, country where people, if, you, know, you know, people like Sami Zayn couldn't go there because he's Syrian descent and there's issues there. And it's you know, they had to apologize for showing a promo that had women in it. I mean. I, I I'm stunned by WWE, but they went ahead with it, and they must have known this was going to be bad from from as soon as they as soon as that bell rang. I did, again, I didn't watch the pre-show, so I know Shinsky was against Rusev. I don't know whether that was a good match or not. I mean, Shinsky, uh, he's dropped since you know since what WrestleMania. Well, he. A good couple of months since they changed his, his theme music, I really have lost a lot of love for Shinsky. So I may have to go back and watch it, but who knows? The uh, one thing I would I'm going to comment on is obviously that the whole thing with the crowd was that women were allowed to perform, and a lot of the things they're trying to say is well, they are making steps because Rennie Young was allowed to comment commentate on it, and I don't know whether that's the case because I'm not really sure whether. Maybe they didn't know about this, or maybe that's okay. Maybe because they don't. I, I, I was watching the show and I watched it twice, and I can't recall whether they did the whole you're going to the announce table to show you know Michael Cole and and um Rennie Young there. I mean, maybe they did, I just didn't. Maybe I just, I just didn't see it. Um, the um, <clears throat> the baby obviously started with Hulk Hogan coming out and doing his promo, and I'm, I'm not really sure what that was supposed to do beyond what you're going to do, brother. You know, is it good to have him back? I don't know. I mean, you know, he made some horrendous, horrific, racist comments, but I'm guessing there must be some sort of time limit on it where as long as you pay your dues and keep your nose clear and don't do it again, then um, then we'll just have to wait for the next time when something, when, when his next sex tape comes up and with that. Now, the pay-per-view itself... As I say, I thought it was almost like the um, the evolution one. I thought that it, it, I mean, the whole World Cup thing I thought was an absolute mess, simply because it should have been a World Cup. They should have had someone from Mexico, someone from you know, someone from the UK, someone from you know, some from Spain. Some you you know, have it be a World Cup. Not I mean, I had a comment: Is this like the the um, the baseball World Series where only America is involved? Um, so. The the whole thing I thought was a bit. I don't even know. It, to, to to me, it, it, I mean, I'm going to get to it. The fact that Shane McMahon is the best in the world is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, 
I, I just didn't get it. I mean, I think the one what confused me more was the fact that it was Rey Mysterio. So Rey Mysterio beats Randy Orton in, in a pretty good match. I thought. I mean, most of the matches were pretty short, but they were like they were like raw SmackDown matches. If I'm honest, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton I thought was a good match, but then Randy Orton decimating Rey Mysterio. It was like, well, is that him? I was trying to figure out because I, I, I unfortunately I had it spoiled to me. As I say, fortunately. <laughs> I, I went on Facebook and R.D. Reynolds, who does the WrestleCrab site, had the picture of um, Shane McMahon saying, why is it when I read Shane McMahon won the World Cup that I thought this was a headlines? And if you don't know the site, the, uh, the WrestleCrab does a thing called headlines where they will, where they'll, 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 they'll make an absolute insane prediction of, or you know, comment on what's happened. So when, um, when Braun Strowman had uh, Nicholas as his tag team partner, uh, you know, they did comments about that and you know how he's now going to be a working champion and all this stuff. And uh, and I actually read it, saw Shane McMahon won, and went, no, 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 no. So I obviously realised that he had to. So I thought he was going to be def- uh, replacing Rey Mysterio, and so I thought it was going to be Rey Mysterio's taken out. And obviously a place with Shane, that didn't happen. Uh, I, I then thought maybe it's The Miz. Is, uh, he seems to be sort of trying to turn face. I think my biggest issue with it is, I mean, the matches themselves I thought were really good um, in, in a sense. I thought, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to concentrate on the World Cup thing because that just seems to be the easiest way. So Seth Rollins versus Bob Lashley was an okay match. Um, it had its moments, but it, you know, it, it, I actually thought... Um, it's interesting if you think, well, if John Cena had been in that place, would it have been Seth Rollins going over John Cena? Probably not. But um, Seth Rollins winning, uh, I thought was good. Uh, Dolph Ziggler against Kurt Angle, I thought was a good match. Again, I thought it was a good, good match in general. Uh, in the semis, uh, The Miz against Rey Mysterio, I thought was was pretty good. Um, no real issue with that. And then Dolph Ziggler against uh, against Seth Rollins, I thought was a really good match. I thought that was probably one of the better matches from that series. But then my issue with it was we had Dolph Ziggler, who's a heel, versus The Miz, who's more or less he's always a heel. I mean, even when he's trying to be a face, he's always a heel. So he's not really a tweener. He's not someone I want to cheer for or anything like that. He is a, generally a bad guy. He has Maurice throwing him this and that. And it's... Um, so when you get to the end, it's a heel versus a heel. I kind of feel that at some point they went, oh, we, we booked this wrong. Uh, we need to do it. So when, and I didn't really quite get why, what, you know, what, you know, why it was the way it was. I mean, I just, I, I just didn't get it. I mean, this, the whole thing with Shame and Man was that them trying to, you know, I don't know. I expected, I expected a surprise, but I didn't expect that. I mean, a lot of people have said, this is the Guka one already. I mean, this is, you know, the Gooker is the, the worst, worst in wrestling of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I mean, I thought that was ridiculous that they're now going to say the best in the world is Shane McMahon. If they make this a story, fine. I haven't seen Raw, uh, Raw and SmackDown, so maybe, um, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it's going to be a storyline. But if, if it's not, my, my gum, this is ridiculous. Um, the preview itself, uh, the rest of the, the matches on there. So obviously they had a um, tag team match, uh, the six man versus it's the bar and the big show. Who I was surprised to see um, against the new day. And I thought this was an okay match. I just don't, I, I think they've had better. That's the, uh, 
that's the way where I, I stand with this match. I think they've had better matches. The Big Show really didn't add a whole lot to it. Uh, I don't really know why he was there. This could have easily been another classic New Day versus the um, the Bar uh, for the Tag Team Championship. But I just for me, it just uh, to me it, it didn't didn't work really. I don't know. Maybe just the the Big Show dynamic. I don't know if that's something that's been building up. I really have you know no idea, but. It could have been better. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe was probably the match of the night. Um, it, you could tell it was sort of thrown together, but these two are so good together in the ring. Uh, I, I think they probably could have done this anyway. It, 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 there should have been more to it, I think. Obviously, they're not going to change the belt. Uh, they're not going to do that. Um, but if they had done some sort of stipulation where, where, where... Have it where it's something like if Samoa Joe wins he gets some sort of some sort of title shot with his own stipulation and then have it when he wins by dq again and then lead it to some other but uh, i thought the match was really good i thought they really you know they do work really well together we know that i mean aj and Samoa, i could watch them all day every day um the um the next what brock lesnar versus braun Strowman in what could have been I don't even know what to say. It could have been great if they'd have done it properly and they didn't, so it was terrible. They could have easily screwed over Braun Strowman. I got no issue with that happening. I mean, when I saw it and um, Baron Corbin hits him with the belt and then it's 1F5 and I thought 1F5, boom, 1, 2, 3. Oh my God, you know, Brock Lesnar's champion again. That immediately makes him the biggest heel in the world and it makes Braun the biggest face. That is the best that Raw could could do at this point. Absolutely. But the fact that it was multiple F5s, I think it was about four by the end of it, made me go, right, well, no. no, By the second F5, I thought, that's it. Braun Strowman's going to wiggle out of one of them, hit him with the, um, the, 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 the power slam, one, two, three, and then there's our new champion. That's what it, that's what it has to be now. Otherwise, this whole thing makes no sense to me. It, what it reminded me of, and I know people love this match, but what it reminded me of was when Brock Lesnar decimated John Cena at that SummerSlam 2016, was it uh, 2016 17, when he literally was it was the Suplex City one, where he was just Suplex after Suplex after. It got to the point where. I expected an F, you know, an attitude adjustment. One, two, three. It got to the point where there was just so much decimation of John Cena that one, I got bored, and two, I just expected a comeback. And because I didn't get that comeback, it just didn't work for me. I, I, I thought this was a real misstep. May I say, if it had just been belt, you know, belt F five, one, two, three, and then have Baron Corbin be. I mean, it, it it didn't make any sense that that um you know Shane McMahon was so had such an issue with I mean I suppose he smacked down sort of uh, but I didn't I just didn't get it where you know no one's no one's issue no one no one cares what Baron Corbin's doing but um but I just I, I you know the, the I I don't even I've, I'm without speech I mean we're probably going to be with Brock Lesnar for. The next what the next year? I mean, it's going to be AJ Styles versus. I, th- I believe it's they're going to continue to the SmackDown versus Raw thing, which is fine. So AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar is a 
you know, it might be a good match as long as they do it properly this time. Let AJ have the win. Let him show just why. If they take the belt off AJ beforehand, you know, it would be ridiculous. Uh, but have him win, have him, you know, get that, that win back. And then, um, yeah, let's see what happens with that. Finally, we have, <laughs> I want to say DX. We have, we have the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and Kane versus two bold men. Uh, to yeah, triple Triple H was accompanied by some, some bold guy. Um, I don't know who he was. He looked a bit like Popeye. Um, really, I just I'm don't know. I don't know if he's done this for a reason. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's like a film role he's doing or if this is just something he's. I know he recently. Um, if you watch the 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 Shawn Michaels um, the unreleased uh, DVD. Uh, they make a comment on getting a haircut because he he was now like nicely uh, crew cutted, um, but this was this was ridiculous. I thought the the match itself was fine. It didn't do anything. What what is what I have an issue with is the fact that this was Shawn Michaels' comeback, and it was just a tag match. It was just it didn't mean anything to anyone. Um, I thought that maybe this would have been Shawn Michaels turning on Triple H. And then lead that to Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series, something like that. Um, have it be like you know your best friends, better enemies, something. But I mean, I just don't know what this was supposed to do. I mean, if it's just to show that he is as good as he always was, then that's fine. I mean, they, the match itself was fine. All all four of them are great. Kane was great. Undertaker was great. Triple H, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels was great. We know that he's he, he wasn't. He wasn't the great showstopper that we expected, but he was still able to put on a great you know, two, three, four, probably three-star match. I mean, I really did enjoy most of it. I just don't think that it actually did anything for anyone involved. Um, when you consider Undertaker wrestled once, once, twice a year, Sean yeah, uh, Michaels, you know, as I said, I just if you're gonna if you're gonna bring him back, you bring him back with a bang. It's got to be him against Daniel Bryan or him against. AJ Styles or him against whoever, but it just felt like a nothing match. And that's really not what it should be. I, I, I really felt at the end of this pay-per-view like I'd watched the house show. I felt like nothing mattered apart from the fact that now Brock Lesnar's champion. Um I, I really did feel that nothing you know, nothing mattered when it but you know, be all and end all. Shane McMahon is the best in the world. It means nothing. The New Day uh, got got beaten by the bar. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, AJ Styles beat Shamoa Joe. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, and again, Triple H and HBK beat Undertaker and Kane. It doesn't mean anything. Um, so it's a shame that there was really no consequences to this to this pay per view. And I'm not really expecting massive things to change, but I just I was really surprised. I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm just still in shock and stunned that the match went, the, the pearl pay-per-view went ahead. I thought someone somewhere. I mean, they've said in other things about how they literally they couldn't. It, this 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 pay-per-view was so much money. Yeah, you know, sixty thousand people they could get in. You imagine that kind of gate uh, in regards to money-wise. Uh, you imagine you just. Being able to get into the Saudi sort of market, if they can do two or three of these a year, this will probably it would almost be like their WrestleMania at this point. They're looking at you know doing these super shows and things like that. And you know, I I made a comment about how well doing the Australia one 
maybe they'll do it in a you know in the UK. And the problem we have is I think our biggest arena is about fifty thousand here in the UK. I don't I don't think we've got like a um I think when the I'm not I I don't believe so, but um the the old Wembley used to be able to fit. Yeah, around about sixty to I think it was about eighty thousand is what was in there, but I don't think it, the new one's got that capacity because of the um, the issues with security and safety and everything like that. I think the maximum you get is about fifty thousand. I think, which is still a good chunk of thing, but when you consider that they get make their money most of the money from pay per view and and obviously the network and the time scale and all that stuff. You know, Triple H has come out and said, you know, as much as we think that Wembley. Uh, for SummerSlam 92, I want to say it is, um, was a great event. It really wasn't money-wise. You know, They didn't make a whole lot of money. Yes, they sold 80,000 tickets. But we're talking 80,000 tickets in 1992 money. Uh, we're talking the, the cost of pr- you know, promoting, getting the event there, you know, putting it all on, the cost of the whole thing itself. They probably didn't make a huge profit from it. Um but who knows? I mean, maybe that's just him saying that because they expect to make billions when it made millions and they're not happy with that. But who knows? Who knows what? what but I say I'm really just I'm shocked and stunned. The baby itself, I'd give it, I'd give it about three hours, three hours, six. I mean, it really, I mean, some of the matches were great. The uh, the AJ Styles for Smojo match was, was good. Um, a lot, a lot of the 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 World Cup matches were were fine. It was just the fact that it ended the way it was. It it, it really could have been. I mean, it was one of those things where if I hadn't cancelled the network, I definitely would have been cancelling after this one. I think this really did leave such a bitter taste in the mouth that if 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 I if I started a subscription, I would be cancelling it right now because it just I don't really want to feel like I'm funding this kind of stupidity. Um, you know, I don't want to be encouraging them. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather not. Um, but as I say it's if you haven't watched either of them, I'd definitely say check out the Evolution one. Uh, it was definitely a pay per view worth watching. A lot of the single matches were, were great. This one really you could pick and choose. The AJ Styles versus Mojo Sim, as I say, it's a good match. It just, I mean, they've had better. They're um, the one they had about a month ago, two months ago, the last man standing match was probably one of the better ones they've had. Um, Otherwise, you know, go back to Impact and TNA and you, you'll see better matches than the one they've done here. Um, but that's all from me in regarding that. Um, hopefully I can do some do some more things. I am going to be getting uh, a few uh, DVDs. Uh, there is one, uh, it's the new AJ Styles one that I'm hopefully going to be doing a review of um, and try and get a few other things up. But um, as always, if you want to get in touch with me, easiest way is on Twitter, DGS316. Through our new website, the Facebook page, there's lots of ways to get in touch with me. So thank you very much for listening. My name's Dangerous Dave, and you've been listening to WrestlingAudio.com. Support your favorite podcast. Who in the blue hell are you? And when you're done with them, make sure to support us next. Get your Russian Audio t-shirt right now at Amazon.com. Yeah.